This podcast is brought to you by Link, simply the best way to learn languages. After you listen to the podcast, sign up for a free account at Link, L-I-N-G-Q dot com, and study the full transcript using Link's revolutionary learning tools. Hi everyone, it's Mark Kaufman here and Steve. again, and Steve, and we are back with another installment of the English Link podcast. Um, Steve has something that uh, he wants to well, yeah. get off his chest today. Yeah, I mean, I always <laughs> have something I want to get off my chest, but uh, I want to talk a little bit today about what I would call creative disorder, a creative mess. Or the uh, how being too orderly and organized and having lots of rules can in fact be quite sterile for certain applications. Right. And the example that we were just discussing was uh, uh, Wikipedia, I think, uh, is, is uh, one of the best examples of this, where uh, in the past you were... Uh, if in terms of encyclopedias or reference information, you had to resort to paper, hard hard copy, uh, volume after volume of uh, real encyclopedias, the Encyclopedia Britannica or whatever it was. And obviously, those things are, a aren't very portable. B they're not easy to search through. Uh, C that information. Uh, by the very nature of those books is not necessarily going to be very up-to-date. But it's worse than that, Mark. It's worse than that because what they're saying is Encyclopedia Britannica will go and find the so-called leading expert or a leading expert for some from some leading university and he'll write some very learned article which will only reflect his own knowledge, experience, prejudice, and so forth and so on. Right. But he is a qualified expert. Mm-hmm. But on Wikipedia, they have all kinds of people commenting and revising and changing. Right. And so you have something that is often shorter, more up-to-date. Um, and because a number of people are jumping in there and making comments and editing and so forth and so on, it ends up being pretty good. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I go to Wikipedia. For sure. For sure. And, and most people do. I mean, uh, as you said, number one, it's going to be more up-to-date. Uh, encyclopedias, If you even if you have a recent, recently published set... Mm-hmm. Uh, were were written years ago. Mm-hmm. The information is, at best, years old. And maybe it doesn't matter for a lot of things, but it does matter for for many things as well. So number one, the the ability to have uh, up to date information is much much better on a Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as you say, you get uh, more uh, balanced. Uh, perspective on on most things you get at least input from more than one source mm-hmm. and and I, I know a lot of the uh, learned sources and of course the encyclopedia producers uh, would argue otherwise but the fact of the matter is that the information for the most part is is probably I mean, it serves better. the purpose yeah. for most people right. it serves the purpose and uh, you know we're talking about this insofar as uh, uh, link is concerned mm-hmm. Uh, we encourage people to create content for us in different languages, and uh, we can't be editing and correcting and making sure that everything meets some kind of a standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, the learners will tell us what's not good, and we just remove it. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, the more we try to control things, the less good the product is. Mm-hmm. That's the Web 2.0 environment. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little less organized, but by, by having a lot of people 
uh, commenting and occasionally arguing. There's nothing wrong with the odd little argument. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, people can argue from the point of view that they have to respect the other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to agree with them, but they have to respect them and respect their right to present their position. Uh, otherwise, you end up with this sort of everything has to be totally orderly, which presumes that there's one correct point of view, and mm-hmm. you're not allowed to argue. Right. So, uh, no, I, I think that there, there, there's a lot in this whole... I mean, that's how the whole Internet thing evolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who try to control things, uh, I think they lose out. Well, there are all, are, are all kinds of examples of uh, companies that had very restrictive sort of uh, rules on what could or could not be done being... Uh, uh, out uh, out distanced by competitors who had a more open environment and accepted contributions from even non employees and and uh, you know the whole uh, open source uh, situation in software development where where by providing uh, core components freely uh, the companies that created them are able to reap the benefits that are developed by others using the original product, mm-hmm. uh, which then strengthens the company that created it in the first place. Well, and even again, getting back to Link, I mean, some people who create content for us, they say, well, what if someone steals my content? Well, so what if they steal your content? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you get paid based on usage. Someone else might uh, distribute your content somewhere. People find out about Link. They come to Link. Uh, more people use your product, your your content. Like, so what? And and as you were saying, that they, in the end, it may not be possible to control uh, the ownership of different kinds of content. I, I have to believe that's another example of trying right. to nail down, of trying to um, protect the rights of the copyright holders, and that's a that's the, that that battle is being fought uh, uh, mostly right now in the in the music uh, space, where obviously MP3 files are shared. Uh, uh, a lot, uh, probably. I mean, I'm sure there are more shared in quotes music files than purchased music files, and so for a, for a long time the uh, music, uh, whatever you call them, the, the pr- promoters, producers of, of of music, were trying to sell uh, copyright protected or DRM, whatever that means. I can't whatever that stands for. Uh, at any rate, DRM protected MP3 files, which then can only be played on one mp3 player or two mp3 players or they're restricted usage is restricted of those files eventually those files don't work for the guy who bought them which is not a great way to treat treat your customer plus on top of that the free version is always readily available so before too long i just don't see why people are going to continue paying for something that's that's inferior because it's not you can't trade it with your friend you can't play it on three players uh, and you have to pay, and over here there's a free version that's completely free. Mm-hmm. And in the long run, and in fact, what's happening now is a lot of the um, music producers are are removing this protection, and they're allowing the the the, the songs to be sold DRM free, mm-hmm. uh, because in the long run, I guess they figure they're better off. And in fact, some some uh, I don't know how well this worked, but some bands released albums. Uh, freely on the internet and ask people for donations. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it, 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 the way, I don't know if that worked or not. Right. I'm not a big fan of the donation model, but uh, I think in the long run, 
those songs are going to be end up being more of a promotional vehicle to attract people to concerts where you have to pay. Here's mm-hmm. the guy performing, you have mm-hmm. to pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the whole thing is that the, the production and distribution costs of the music have gone down so dramatically mm-hmm. that, that, that the economic parameters have changed, right. are changing. Exactly, and and, uh, and we're uh, of course encountering this with, with Link, and then if we get back to the encyclopedia model, I mean uh, theoretically, encyclopedia had this great encyclopedia Britannica, for example, had this great name Britannica, like it's almost run by the government, or, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, and it's got leading experts and whatever. I sold Encyclopedia Britannica as a seventeen-year-old in Montreal, and and the sales of that was the schlockiest. You know, door-to-door trick salesman thing I'd ever come across. I was amazed. I mean, our lines, like, my, as I've often said, my, my opening line when I rang someone's doorbell was to say, um, if I gave you a complete set of Encyclopedia Britannica free of charge, would you be interested? That was my opener. <laughs> and so some people would be gullible enough to let me in their home. And then I'd start into my sales presentation. And then, and then I tell them how much it costs. I'd say, you know, for less than a package of cigarettes, uh, you, you know, every day. And, so, and they say, well, I thought it was free. Then I, then I was supposed to say, well, you have to understand, we can't possibly give it to you for free. But normally, that would have me out the door in a hurry. But, I mean, the cost, we would, I, you know, in those days, it, was, it would sell for like $480. Mm-hmm. And I made $200 per sale if right. I sold any. Yeah, like there were encyclopedia salesmen who were making a tremendous amount of money. Mm-hmm. So uh, on the one hand, it's presented this is great, this great authoritative, authoritative, you know, source Encyclopedia Britannica. No school can be without it. No home can be without it. Right. On the other hand, it was sold on some kind of a pyramid schlocko <laughs> sales system. So it's very expensive to distribute, very expensive to produce. So. Wikipedia. Yeah. I mean, it's there. It's totally inexpensive to produce, right. totally inexpensive to distribute. And so it's... Uh, and more wide-ranging. I mean, and, the encyclopedia can't possibly have all, as much stuff as, as is in Wikipedia because it's limited by the number of volumes they can crank out. Wikipedia, mm-hmm. there are pages on everything in umpteen languages. But, but there could be material updated. there that's not very good. I mean, mm-hmm. somebody's going to get on there. I mean, if the Georgians are fighting the Ossetians, uh, some right. Ossetian is going to put up there that all the Georgians are pigs, and right. the Georgians will do the same. But that'll get you know cleaned up pretty right. quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, you'll occasionally come to a, a page mm-hmm. that's not very good, but mm-hmm. most of the stuff there is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's got to be our model with Link. Right. Some people get very concerned that we aren't policing this or aren't policing that. We can't. And we're no. far better off to get lots of people. Right. And, and, you know, it fundamentally gets back to the same approach as we had that, that we share and, and many of us at Link share in terms of language learning. You have to be able to deal with uncertainty. You have mm-hmm. to be able to deal with mistakes. You're going to learn better if you don't try to nail everything down. You're right. going to learn this term. You're going to learn this rule and study it. And the first half of the year we're going to work on... I mean, I get on these Russians where people are learning Russian, these sites, mm-hmm. and they spend the first six months on verbs of motion. And then right. the next six months they're going to do, uh, you know, cases. Right. Well, just because you work at them for the first six months doesn't mean you're going to learn them in the first no. six months. It's all part of the... Well, this well, term fuzzy logic, it's its not linear. Well, plus, if you're studying motion verbs, I guess that's all you're doing then for Russian, because if, if you then, if you try to study any kind of, read anything or listen to anything, 
in the while you're studying only motion verbs, presumably there's going to be other words in there besides motion verbs. Well, then exactly, what are you supposed to do? Exactly, and this comes up all the time when I because I I do look at grammar books and I want to see how they present grammar, right. and it's impossible. If you say, okay, chapter one, we're going to do pronouns, mm-hmm. you're not going to have any verbs. Right. How can you have a pronoun without a verb? <laughs> right. Uh, you're not going to have any tenses. You got to you end up with right. stuff that gets introduced out yeah. of order. Right. But you focus on what really only want you to learn this. So all the other stuff you hear, just forget about it. Ignore, just focus on yeah. this. It doesn't work that way. No. So what did I say? Creative disorder. <laughs> not in terms of a mental disorder, but creative <laughs> anarchy. Right. That's. And I think we have the means now where anarchy can be quite creative in certain circumstances. I mean, you can't build an airplane mm-hmm. based on anarchy. There have to be certain standards or the plane right. will crash. However, there are all kinds of examples of uh, websites that have made uh, at least a portion of their site or code or software available for outsiders to, to play with, to build mm-hmm. extensions for, to uh, I- integrate with the, their own products right. or whatever. Which only ends up enhancing the original product. Well, didn't we... I mean, uh, we have to eventually try and do that ourselves Well, here. didn't we have uh, take advantage of uh, some work that Alejandro had done in, in Mexico on our on our image cropper? Uh, he showed I'm us not some work exactly that he sure had done, that we took it came a little from, further, but... but yeah, that uh, wasn't quite what uh, I was getting at. Like, right. I was getting at opening up our sites, like an API interface right. with our site, mm-hmm. so that people could build extensions that interacted with our site. Mm-hmm. Alejandro had a component that I think he had done uh, or worked on uh, that we were able to use uh, in our image cropper. Mm-hmm. But that's that's something different. Okay. Yeah. So I think that the where you know we have we have to I think the new world we're heading towards is more creative because there are perhaps fewer rules uh, more opportunities for people to to contribute uh, and that's what this whole that's the web 2.0 uh, environment Absolutely. and there are going to be there's going to be some friction at times there's going to be disagreements there's going to be some pieces here and there that that maybe sh- where there are mistakes or mm-hmm. problems and and we just live with it and move on right and people will figure out uh you know, in, in terms of at least content on our site, what it makes sense to to produce, what it doesn't make sense to produce. Uh, this is easy. Some things are easier for some people. So other things are easier for others. Uh, for instance, some people like to record uh, podcasts and have good sound quality. Other people have bad sound quality, but then they can do other things like transcribe or or, or they can or, even write things. Write things. Uh, so people have to find their own way, and, and the, the, I guess fundamentally, the more people we have doing stuff uh, and interacting, the more li- the quicker we will build up our, our, our content and our community, and, and the more likely people figure out what works and, and what doesn't. Well, you know, it reminds me when I approached the uh, American, uh, what do they call it, um, Society for Applied Linguistics, and and asked them to look at Link, uh, and uh, you know, after six months and much prodding, they finally said, "Well, we found that, uh, uh, you know, there was no overarching pedagogical uh, theory or something like that that uh, supported what you were doing." And of course, I hadn't presented it to umpteen conferences and published papers, uh, cross-referencing other people and stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, so what? 
Wow. You know, uh, <laughs> maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, uh, I, I was uh, on the. Uh, well, on this. The, the point is that whatever they're doing, also maybe works, maybe doesn't. In fact, doesn't work for. In fact, doesn't work for most people because conventional <laughs> language teaching, in fact, doesn't work for most people. That's right. But yes, it's been cross-referenced and studied to and, death. And they have their different fads at different moments. Right. And, and uh, right now there's a fad called multiple intelligences and uh, differential instruction. <laughs> and, and, you know, of course, they're probably running seminars all over the country on this thing. And right. it'll have no impact on the success <laughs> of teaching languages right. in class. None. Zero. None. The yeah. bigger impact is from probably the quality of the teacher mm-hmm. in terms of how encouraging and enthusiastic the teacher can be. And uh, if the classrooms are willing to move people towards a system where they are able to read and listen to things that they like mm-hmm. and not have to follow some structure that's imposed on them by the teacher, mm-hmm. accompanied by tests and all the usual stuff. <laughs> so long live creative anarchy. In our schools, we need anarchy in our schools. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Anarchy at Link.